This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. I am teaching this month on the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory to God. And, you know, really the key is, um, is knowing God. The, the, the subtitle is Getting to Know Him. And so we just got to get to know God. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, get to know God. Amen. And so God is so good. And uh, I'm just going to touch a little bit on what I ministered last week, since some of you weren't here last week, but I know you probably caught my message and, uh, and go into the message. But let's go to 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. And I love this. And this is uh, this may be the, the foundational scripture that we may use all month. And this is uh, the Apostle Paul, and he's given a salutation. And he said, I love this. He says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I love that. And so, you know, Jesus, praise God for him. He's, you know, we can preach those messages on Jesus and he is our grace. He's grace and truth and and, I, and, we, and we can also, I minister messages on the love of the Father. And you know the Father God loves you. You know He loves you so much that you've been ado- adopted into the family. Somebody say, I'm a child of the Most High God. Amen. You've been picked out, glory to God. Amen. So you are a child of the Most High God. And, uh, and, and then, then, I love what it says here, the fellowship. Somebody say, Fellowship. See, I'm trying to get you engaged here. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit, glory to God. So we we need to get a revelation that God wants to fellowship with us. You know, some, you know, I've said this before, but God created us not just for us to serve him. uh, He created us for fellowship. He created Adam and Eve so that, that we could have fellowship with him. Amen. And that's the reason why Jesus came, because sin broke our fellowship with the Father, but the Son brought our fellowship back with the Father. So thank God for the Son. Glory to God. So so how do we get to know God? Uh, How how can we understand the Holy Spirit? Last week I introduced you about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a power or a force. But the Holy Spirit is a person. Amen. It's the third person of the Godhead. Amen. And I, and I talked to you last week that the Holy Spirit uh, has a mind, a will, and emotions. Amen. And the Holy Spirit has a mind. And, 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 and really, uh, his mind and what he thinks we should think. So the Holy Spirit's in our spirit, but he's helping us to think like him. See, we want to think like God. We don't want to think like the other guy. You know who the other guy is, right? We don't want to think like the devil. We want to think like God. Remember the Bible says that, that God, uh, judgment came on the earth because people's thoughts were all on evil. It was in the book of Genesis. Remember that God sent the flood and people's minds were on evil, but not our minds. Our minds are on godly things, glory to God. And I love what it says in Philippians 2, 5. It says, let this mind be in you, 
which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond of a, a form of a bond servant, and coming in a likeness of men. And so we see here that that Jesus, uh, you know, he fought, would you say that Jesus followed the Holy Spirit one hundred percent? Jesus was one hundred percent sold out to the Father. That's the reason why devils listen to him. See, the more sold out you are to God the more obedient you are to God, the greater power, I'm preaching to somebody today, that you're going to walk in. And the, the, the greater freedom, let me put it that way, you're going to walk in. And I love this because it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What I'm saying is, the Holy Spirit has a mind, and we need to think like the Holy Spirit. And here, he's, he's saying here, Paul's saying here, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. What kind of mind did Christ Jesus have? He had a humble mind. In other words, if you're going to walk with God, you have to walk in a little humility. In other words, a humble person is a teachable person. And the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Isn't he? And so, so what, what is the key? The key to keeping our mind stayed on Lord, having the mind of Christ, is having a heart of humility. Uh, in other words, having a teachable spirit. In other words, not being a know-it-all. In other words, we have not arrived yet. Somebody say, I'm still growing. Amen. And number two, the Holy Spirit has a will. And, and, and our goal is to line up our will with God's will. God's will is his plan for our lives. I'm going to say it again. God's will is his plans for our lives. And we know this in Jeremiah 29, 11, The Bible says, I know the plans and the thoughts that I think towards you. Plans for good and not for evil to give you a hope and a future. That, that's good news. God has good plans for us. In other words, God's will is good. And can I, can I get out of my seat this morning? I might have to get out of my seat. You know, listen, listen. God's plan is better than your plan. Can I say that again? God's plan for your life is much better than your own plan for your life. Can I, can, 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 I, can I milk this a little bit? Amen. Because, you know, if you go God's way, it's always the better way. Have you ever made a wrong step? Have you ever made a mistake? Have you ever done the wrong thing, said the wrong thing, you know, responded the wrong way? Well, that's called flesh. Amen. That's called the devil. Amen. He will tempt us and test us and try us to do the wrong things. But you've got the Holy Spirit wooing us, you know, guiding us, leading us to do the right things. See, the Holy Spirit woos us. The devil uh, manipulates us and tries to control us through fear. Amen. The devil pushes us. The, the Holy Spirit leads us. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. Amen. So, the, so, so he leads us in all truth. And I love this, talking about the will of God, because we need to line our will up to God's will, and God's will is better than our will. I, talk, I, I mentioned you last week, I, I'm not all, my will is not always lined up with God's will. 
<laughs> Did you know even Jesus? Oh, now I'm bringing Jesus in. in the, you know, Jesus had to line his will up with the Father's will. Do you know Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, that, that he was 100% man, 100% God, but he had flesh. Jesus has had flesh. He, 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 he dealt with the same things that we deal with. That's why he's called our high priest. You know, he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. And he was struggling in the garden with the, with the fact of going to the cross. And remember, he prayed. You know, he, he had many of his prayers were answered, you know. And he said, God, if it could be, if, you could, if this cup could pass me up. But you know what? Whenever you pray in a prayer, you're not too sure where God is leading you. You always say, not my will, but thy will be done. In other words, we need to be praying. It's called a prayer of consecration. And a prayer of consecration is a prayer that we should be praying whenever we're kind of wobbling in our faith. Whenever the enemy's trying to pull us into the wrong direction, you better drop down on your knees. And say, Father, not my will, but your will be done in my life. Amen. Glory. Glory to God. Anytime I start thinking about going to the dark side, anybody know what I'm talking about? Those temptations that try to draw you back in to your old ways of life and, and the enemy's trying to draw you in. Oh, yeah, you need to shake it up a little bit. Amen. And he tries to draw you in. I start getting nervous when I start thinking like that because I know, ooh, man, I, know I don't want to get on the judgment side of God. You know, there's a grace side of God and there's a judgment side of God. I don't want to be in a judgment. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody today. I want to be under God's grace. See, God has to judge us and he has to judge how we're walking. That's why the Bible says if you judge yourself, you won't be judged. In other words, we're, we should be constantly examining ourselves, making sure that we're in the faith. That we're not in fear, doubt, or unbelief. That we're in faith. And I love this scripture right here. It says, unless the Lord, is Psalms 127.1, unless the Lord, talking about the will of God, talking about following His will, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. So here, he's saying here, unless God builds the house, unless he, in other words, God, in other words, Jesus has to be more than just Savior in our lives. He has to be more than fire insurance. Jesus has to be Lord of our lives. He has to be the Lord sitting on the throne of our hearts. Amen. And so when he's the lead, then everything will go in line and everything will work, glory. I want things to work in my life. Amen. Amen. I don't want things to fall apart. I want things, I want to be a, a fruitful Christian. In other words, I want things working. How many people want things working? You want your prayers being answered. You want the blessings in your life. You want the, then fear God. Because if you fear and reverence, and reverence God, God will honor you. And number three, the Holy Spirit has feelings. Remember that song? Feelings. 
Nothing more than feelings. <laughs> you probably don't remember that one. It, 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 I'm dating myself. Amen. That's an old one. I'm not too sure. Uh, you got it. Amen. Give me a singer up here. Amen. And uh, but feelings. The Holy Spirit has feelings. Sometimes we think. Sometimes we hear these grace messages, and I, I'm all for grace that, oh, your sins are forgiven past, present, and future. And sometimes when I hear that, it almost makes me think, well, God, God's not bothered by any sin in my life because it's all forgiven past, present, and future. That means I don't have to check myself before I wreck myself. But you know what? That is, it, it, that's partially true. Yes, your sins are forgiven in the past. Yes, but, but if you're walking out of the light and you're walking in some darkness and the Holy Spirit's revealing truth that you need to turn, then you better turn. Amen. And you better repent. Amen? Amen? So, 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 so this past, present, and future kind of gives you this connotation. Well, I don't have to repent over anything. My sins are already covered by the blood. Yes, to a degree, but we still have to check ourselves. We still, the, the, the key is, you might say, well, we're not under the law, Pastor. Well, I beg to differ. We're, we are under the law. It's called the law of love. And the law of love will keep us from doing wrong things. In other words, loving God and loving people. The law of love constrains us and keeps us doing the right thing. So, so, so here, the Holy Spirit has feelings and, 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 and the Holy Spirit can be pleased and the Holy Spirit can be grieved. You know, because when you think about, well, God forgives you, you think that he's like, okay, he doesn't feel anything. God can feel uh, when we do things right and when we do things wrong. Amen. Amen. I love what it says in 2 Corinthians 5.9. It says, therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. So, 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 so what's your goal for every day is to be well-pleasing to him. Amen. That's your goal is to be well-pleasing. So, so how, how do you become well-pleasing to him? How do you become? Well, you, you obey God's word. You obey the Holy Spirit with a positive attitude. Now I'm talking attitude this morning. See, you can do some things for God, but if your attitude's not right then it may not count for blessings in heaven. In other words, you got to have a right heart attitude when you're coming to church. Oh, i got to go to church today. No, you get to go to church. <laughs> you know, it's all on your attitude. Oh, i I got, I got to read my Bible. No, you get to read your Bible. You know how many people would love to have a Bible? Do you know how many people in this world would, 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 would almost cut their right, off, right, right arm off for some scriptures and there's 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 countries out here that are forbidding the bible to 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 be uh put out to the people that's why there's missionaries that snuggle bibles into these into these communist countries and how many people would like to do that with me sometime no i guess you're not but, but it would be an exciting trip wouldn't it to snuggle some bibles into a communist country, amen. Why? To get the word of God. Because it's the word of God that will set you free. Amen. The word of God will bring liberty to us, glory to God. And it's power in the word. That's why they outlaw the Bible in some of these countries. Because there's, they know it's power in it. 
So what we have to have a good attitude in reading the scriptures and coming to church and walking in love, obedience to God's word and his spirit with a positive attitude. I love what it says in Isaiah 119. It says, if you are willing, notice the word says if. That means that God's promises are conditional. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you're willing and obedient. See, that's talking about willingness uh, uh, is your heart attitude. Oh, man, you're happy in doing what God's telling you to do. And obedience is follow through. Right? So when you're willing and obedient... You eat the good land. You don't want me to read the next scripture. If you refuse and rebel, you'll be devoured by the sword. I don't want that scripture. I don't want that scripture working in my life. No, I want the willing obedient. Uh, I think one one translation said, if you're willing obedient, you eat like kings. Uh, uh, But if if, if if you refuse and rebel... You, you, you'll die like dogs. <laughs> That's a message translation. That's a pretty strong translation, isn't it? And I, you know what? I don't want to get, again, I don't want to get on the judgment side of God. I want to get on the grace side of God. I want to get on the reward and the blessing side of God. I don't want to be on the judgment side of God. Has anybody ever been on the judgment side of God? Has anybody been through some stuff? Has anybody, you know, uh, you know, God, has God chastised any of you in here? Amen. And, and the Bible says if he's chastised us, then we're really sons and daughters of God. So God chastises the ones that he loved. You know, Jesus, you know, uh, had the blessing of God on his life. Would you, would you agree with me? And Jesus, when he, before he came into his public ministry... He was water baptized by John the Baptist. And think about this. Jesus is greater than John the Baptist. Jesus is the son of God. But he submitted himself to John's ministry. And he submitted to a man's ministry. Why? Because, he, because even John said, I, you should be baptizing me, Jesus. And Jesus said, let's do this for all righteousness to be revealed. So, so Jesus had to submit to John's authority to get authority. I'm preaching today. See, see, if you want a ministry, then you're going to have to submit to somebody's ministry. Are you? In other words, if you can't submit, then 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 you won't have the the ability to to lead what God wants you to lead. And so, so Jesus submitted uh, to to uh, John's baptism. And it says here that, uh, that, let me read this. When he had been baptized, Matthew 3, 16, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove, alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son who I am well pleased. Remember I said that God has feelings. He can be pleased. And he can be grieved. Here, Jesus pleased the Father by submitting. And you're going to please the Father when you learn to submit to God, resist the devil, and the devil will 
flee. Amen? So our obedience coupled with a good attitude brings the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit into our lives. So I want to uh, focus you to this morning on the attributes of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is revealing his most important revelation of the Holy Spirit in the Gospels of John 14 through 16. This was the end of Jesus' ministry before he went to the cross. And so he had the most powerful revelations of the Holy Spirit in these chapters. And, and, and so let's, let's, let's get to know the Holy Spirit a little bit more today. In John 14, 16 and 17, it says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Somebody say helper. That he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. Say, I know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. Somebody say, God lives big in me. See, God is big in you no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the outward problems might be. God, the big God that's, that's, that's sitting on the throne is sitting on the throne of your heart, glory to God. He lives big in you. Somebody say that again. God lives big in me. And in John 14, 26, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. This is powerful. So this is the reason why we read our Bible. <laughs> why? We read our Bible and we study our Bible because what we read and meditate on, the Holy Spirit can bring to our remembrance. And we need, sometimes we need a word of God in due season. In other words, there's times in our lives where we are in a struggle, where we're dealing with we're at the end of our rope, per se. And we need a rhema word. Rhema means a spoken word from God. And when we've been meditating on the word of God, or we've been coming to church, and the preacher preaches the word, and I give you a scripture, and that scripture's in your mind, now it's going into your heart, glory to God. And all of a sudden, something happens, and the Holy Spirit gives you a word. It will strengthen you. It will bless you. It will help you run your race. Glory to God. In John 15, 26, it's, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. So the Holy Spirit will testify of Jesus. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, John 16, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go. Away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, this talk, Jesus talking about going back to heaven, I will send him to you. Amen. So Jesus came really for three, three key reasons. He came to seek and save mankind. He, 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 came to, he came to save us from our sins. He, he, he came to, to, to uh, pay for our sins. And he came to dethrone the devil. We're going to talk about that in a few moments. And, and so, so he came to the throne of but, but the main reason why he came was so that he could go to the cross, pay for our sins, and fill us with the Holy Spirit. Amen. To empower the church. We're going to be talking more about that later. And so it says here in John 16, 12 and 13, it says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. 
However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you in all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. You know, the Holy Spirit can tell you the future. The Holy Spirit can show you things to come. Now, don't be praying about the lottery numbers. Because some of you might think, oh man, the Holy Spirit, if I could just tap in. This is, this is a series for me. The mega ball. Amen. Now, if I could just win those billions of dollars. And I would give, I would give 10% of, of my winnings to the Lord. Well, if you're not giving 10% now, oh, we will continue. You won't give 10% if you got the billions. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody today. Amen. Because the Bible is very clear. If you're not faithful in the small, oh, I'm preaching, then you won't be faithful when God gives you the big. Oh, I'm preaching today. Can I preach? Man, I like what somebody said. Tell the truth and shame the devil. I love that. Tell the truth and shame the devil. I love that. Amen. I said I was going to take that. Amen. That's from Tony's wife. Glory to God. And... um. I love it. Tell the truth and shame the devil. Amen. That's the problem with some people. They have no shame. They, 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 they're living their lives any way they want. I'm talking about either sinners or backslidden Christians. They, they, they don't have any shame about how they walk their lives. And I'm telling you, uh, when we mess up and somebody catches us, we should blush. We should have a little shame when we mess up. Glory to God. So, 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 so the key word... In most of these scriptures that I just read you, is that the Holy Spirit is our helper. Say, He's our helper. And I love this because the helper broken down in the Amplified is comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby. So, so, so within the word helper, uh, the Holy Spirit is our comforter, comforter. What does that mean? That means that, that the Holy Spirit can give us peace when we're dealing with turmoil in our lives. The, when things aren't going right. Has things ever not go right in your life at times? Have you ever gotten a bad report? Has somebody ever done something to you that wasn't right? Well, the Holy Spirit can give you peace in the midst, I remember, man, I gave this story before, but I, I used to be in jewelry sales. I, I was a salesperson, glory to God. And uh, now, now I'm, I'm selling the benefits of walking with God, glory to God, trying to convince you, amen. And I remember that I was at, at my work and my assistant manager, I was a salesperson selling jewelry uh, uh, back when I was going to Bible school. And he, he, for some reason, he got angry with me and he tried to get in a fight with me. And he was right there, and he was, like, try, he was like coming at me. And I was like, and he was like, throw down. And, and, and I'm still working. Is God ever working on anybody's temper in here? And, uh, and, I, and I, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I have short man's mentality. Don't mess with me. I've been picked on as a kid, so I, I'm ready to throw down. And so, and so I, he was trying to get at me, and I was, I did it, and I felt the anger coming up. Have you ever felt that anger? I mean, I, and you're about ready to blow your top. You know what I'm saying? But I, I backed off because he, because he was assistant man, manager. He, he's really, you know, my authority in that place. And I'm thinking, well, he's the authority, even though he's not treating me right. 
I still got to act right towards him. And so I was able to move around him. I went, ran to the bathroom and I started praying because I was so angry. I almost jacked him in the jaw. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Has anybody been there? I mean, some people need to be slapped. This man need to be slapped with some reality, man. You know, like lay hands on them. You know, the Bible says lay hands on them, but don't lay hands on them suddenly. And I wanted to do some laying hands on this man. And so I prayed and I prayed in the bathroom. And and all of a sudden the anger left. Peace came in and God gave me peace. And when I I was like Superman. I mean, I was Clark Kent when I, when, when I was being assaulted. But I went into the bathroom, came out as, super, as spiritual man. <laughs> Glory to God, I got peace like a river. <laughs> Glory to God, the devil's not going to get me to get act into the flesh. And so I walked out of that bathroom victorious, not responding to what that guy was trying to do to me. Not more than a few minutes later, the... the the guy that works uh, on the jewelry, he's a jeweler. I'm a jewelry salesperson. There is, is a glass there, and he was watching the whole thing. He liked me, and he was, kind of a, he was kind of a brawny guy, and he got so angry, he got in a fight with the guy that wanted to get in a fight with me, and they started getting in a fight, and then, you know, I had to try to break it up, and they both got fired, but I, I kept my job. See, learning to listen to the Holy Spirit may may help you keep your job. (laughs) What am I saying? I'm saying you need to pray through when things are happening and you don't understand and think people are coming against you. People are saying all manners evil. You need to get in prayer. You need to pray until you settle down into peace. And then you just need to let it go and let God. Let go, let God. Tell the truth and shame the devil. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. And then the Holy Spirit is our advocate. What is advocate? A person that pleads on someone's behalf. He's our helper. He's, he pleads on our behalf. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit is our intercessor. A person who intervenes on the behalf of another, especially in prayer. These, the Holy Spirit can help you pray right. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, there's times where, I, where my mind didn't know how to pray. So I, I allowed the Holy Spirit to help me pray out some things. And I'm telling you, things worked when the Holy Spirit helps you pray. The Holy Spirit is your strengthener. He, ge- he gives you strength in times of weakness. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit is your standby. That means he's readiness for duty or immediate employment for times of emergency. I'm telling you, this is the helper that we have. In other words, you're not alone. You're not by yourself. Some people say when they're going through a problem, oh, nobody understands. God understands. And, and, and he, he's ready to help you. I remember that I was, um, uh, I was playing, uh, what is it, uh, with those guns that you shoot the little pellets at each other. Uh, what's it called? BBs. What's that? Not BBs. That would hurt. Paintball. Paintball hurts too. BBs. I would hate to be getting a BB gun on. My brother shot me with a BB gun one time. Oh, it hurt. And I still remember that. Right in the butt takes. Uh, oh! 
And I'm telling you, he, he shot me with a BB gun. I'm still, I still need therapy for that one. The older brothers will always try to get at you. Amen. And uh, where was I at? So I was playing paintball. Was it paintball? And I was playing, and I remember that I had, I had you had to get a flag, and you got to grab a flag, and you got to run it to the other side of the, 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 the field and without getting shot. And, and I, was, I, was, I, I, I would make a terrible soldier, I tell you that. And I was like, they were coming in. These guys were coming in with the paint guns, and they were trying to shoot me. I started saying, God, help me. I got in a ball. And their guns did not work. They couldn't, they couldn't shoot me. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will help you. You know, it was real for me. I didn't want, to me, it might as well have been a bullet. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? But, but I didn't get shot. Glory to God. Of course, I was, I was the lamest player on the team, but, but, but I didn't get shot. Glory to God. And what am I saying? I'm saying it doesn't matter how weak you might be in the natural. I'm preaching this. It doesn't matter how it looks and how big the Goliath is, may look that's, that's trying to bring you down. The bigger is God that's in you than he, the devil, that is in the world. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? He's the bigger one. Glory to God. Man. Hallelujah. Say, I have him. And I'm not letting go of him. So I want to focus. I want to focus on three key points. And I'm closing here. I'm going to try to close here. As the Holy Spirit, number one, he's our helper. And John 16, 7 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. You see, it's better that Jesus went to heaven. I mean, he could be down here. He could have just stayed down here in, in his glorified body and hung out with disciples. But, you know, it's better that he went to heaven. Why? So that he could be in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words, that Jesus multiplied himself. He multiplied himself through us. In other words, we are the body of Christ. We are little C's, little Christ. Amen. Say, I am Christ. Amen. You're the body of Christ. You're the hands and, and, and the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. And now he can... Live and like I like that one one scripture in him we live and move and have our being. See the reason why sin is so destructive because sin will try to mar who you are in Christ. And and when we're walking in sin, we will forget what manner of man that we are. We'll forget that we are in Christ. That we're that, see God is bringing us into Christ likeness. Somebody say Christ likeness. So instead of Jesus walking with a few, uh, Jesus is in each one of us, and we, the church, can be Jesus on this earth. We represent Jesus. We're not Jesus, but we can represent who He is by the power of the Holy Spirit. In John 16, 8, 11, it says, And when He has come, I will convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. And judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. So how does he help us? First of all, he helps us because he, because he convicts the world of sin. 
You see, see the, the reason why you're saved today is because the Holy Spirit, I'm preaching to somebody today, he, he came upon you and he revealed to you that you needed Jesus. Amen. Before I got saved, the Holy Spirit worked on my heart. Before I gave my heart to Jesus, the Holy Spirit was working on me, revealing to me that my life was nothing without God. In other words, I started thinking in my mind, uh, I really had no purpose in my life. Even though I was going to college, even though I was doing some things that seemed good, uh, the Holy Spirit was revealing to me my life was going nowhere. Amen. And it takes the Holy Spirit to reveal that to a person. That's why don't get mad when somebody doesn't receive the word that you try to minister to them to get them saved because they might need prayer first. You might need to start praying for some of these people, your neighbors. Start praying for them so the Holy Spirit can work on them. And so when you give the word, boom, they say, I, I need him. Yeah. And I remember I was driving in my car and I was happy, go lucky. I, I never was sad, happy person. And, uh, and all of a sudden I would start weeping in my car. It was the Holy Spirit revealing to me that I was lost. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, our lives without Jesus is vanity. Our lives without Jesus. Vanity is pride in oneself's accomplishments. It's it's what we do in this life. Look how great we are. Look what we have done. Look what we have accomplished. That's vanity. And that's what the world lives off. Vanity. The world's always flexing. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean by flexing? Glory to God. And, and, so, and so we need to understand this, that, 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 that pride in oneself or accomplished vanity, another word for vanity, is a life that is worthless and futile. I like what, what Jesus said. What profit is it in a man, uh, to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed and lost? What is it? To be, you know, I guess, you know, for men, what is it to be Hugh Hefner? Anybody know who Hugh Hefner is? He's the editor of Playboy magazine. And he had this mansion and he had all the beautiful girls and he had all the money. But what's all that if you end up in hell at the end of it? I'd I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the tent of my God. Than, than to hang out and play around with sinners in the world. I'm preaching to somebody today. I'd rather be a doorkeeper. Are you hearing? I'd rather be a janitor. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? A janitor for the, for the kingdom of God. Then, then, have, then own all the riches in this world. Have all the, all the blessings of this, what the world can give, uh, give me. Aside from Jesus, it ends up you have nothing. Why? What is it to gain the whole world and lose your soul? I'm telling you, I'd rather have Jesus. Give me Jesus and you can have everything else. I need Jesus in my life. The Holy Spirit will, not, uh, will convict us, but uh, the Holy, number two, the Holy Spirit will convict of righteousness that Jesus goes to the Father. So the Holy Spirit will convict the world that Jesus is righteous. That he's a righteous savior, amen? But the Holy Spirit will also convict to us that, that because Jesus is righteous, we are righteous. Yes, amen. 
Can I get a witness in the house today? Because when, Jesus, when you receive Jesus, your sins were washed away. You are a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away. Stop. Get your head out of the past. Start standing where, where you're at now and start moving towards the future. I like what it says in 1 John, talking about our righteousness, because really the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin and convicts the world of, uh, that Jesus is righteous, but also convicts the saint that we are righteous. Look at this in 1 John 2, 1 and 2. My little children, these things I write to you that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, not for ours only, but also for the whole world. So what, propitiation, what does that mean? That's a big word, Pastor. That means that he paid the price for our sins, glory to God. Somebody say he paid the price. Amen. For our sins, glory to God. He's our, he's our advocate, glory to God. Romans 8, 1 and 2 says it this way. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. Amen. Say no condemnation. Amen. And so the Holy Spirit will always remind us that we are the righteousness of God. See, the Holy Spirit won't remind you of your past or your sins. The Holy Spirit won't bring your sins up. He'll bring the blood of Jesus up. I'm preaching to somebody today. And number two, I love this in 2 Corinthians 5.21. God has made him who has no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So I'm going to say this to you today. If you receive Jesus, your sins are washed away. You're a new creation in Christ. You are the righteousness of God. You need to keep remembering that. And when you know that you're the righteousness of God, your prayers will work. Your faith will be in full uh, working condition. Hallelujah. Number three, the Holy Spirit convicts of judgment. John 16, 11 says it this way, of judgment because the ruler of the world is judged. In John 12, 31, it says, now is the ju- judgment of the world, now the ruler of this world will be cast out. So, so, so the Holy Spirit will convict of judgment. What do I mean by that? that? That the ruler of this world, Satan, has been judged. What does that mean? That means that Satan has no power over your life. Don't be saying, well, pastor, I got this little sin and, you know, it's just it's something that I can't get rid of. Bull. No, I don't believe that. There's nothing that there, nothing you should. The only thing you should be subject under is God. The Bible says submit to God. Resist the devil. The problem is you may try to be resisting that sin, but are you submitting to God? I'm preaching to somebody. You may say, I'm trying to resist, but are you submitting to God? Are you submitting to his word? Because if you need no submission, no resistance. Can I get a witness in the house today? Ooh, man, this is good. That's the reason why the devils listen to Jesus. Why did they listen to Jesus so quickly? Why could he could cast these devils out so fast? Because he was 100% submitted to the Father. If he was just 99%, some of those devils was at... I'm not 100% sure I'm going to leave this person. But, God, but Jesus was 100% sold out 
to the Father. The greater you're sold out, the greater power you're going to walk in. Somebody say, more of God and less of me. And I love this because the devil has been dethroned in Colossians 2.15. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made, talking about Jesus, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphant over them in it. So Jesus took the keys of death and hell from the devil. In Romans 6.14, it says, For sin shall not have dominion over you. Sickness shall not have dominion over you. Poverty shall not have dominion over you. For you're not under the law, but you are under grace. Grace came, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. You're not under the law. You're not trying to keep the law. You just need to walk in Him. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It's not, oh man, I, gotta, I, gotta, I can't lie, I can't cheat, I can't steal. It's not about that. It's about walking in Him. If you're walking in Him, you won't lie, you won't steal, you won't cheat. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This one minister, yeah, he was uh, uh, Norval Hayes. I was reading one of his books and God blessed him supernaturally. He was a single minister. For, his wife left him because he, he decided to follow Jesus. And so, and so uh, he was at his house, and he was very wealthy. And this beautiful lady knocked on the door. And he opened it up, and she said, I'm here for you. <laughs> and she was gorgeous. I'm talking about make a righteous man kick out a stained glass window. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Amen. And this, this girl was beautiful. And she said, I'm all yours. She said, I, let me in. I'll, I'll come in. I'll take care of you. Every fantasy. And, he's, and he's, you know what he said to her? He said, I can't have you and have Jesus too. He said, I can't have you and have Jesus too. You can't have your sin and have the son too. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You can't have your cake and eat it too. Amen? Because you end up choking on it. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? So, so don't, don't say, I can have a little bit of the sun and I can have a little bit of sin. It, it, no, I'm telling you, that's a murky water. And it will pollute everything in our lives. Amen. And our faith will, will, L stinketh. That's for all the Hispanics out here. L stinketh. We don't want our faith L stinking. Amen? Glory to God. Whatever, I don't know, you should throw the L in front of it and it sounds like you're, you can speak some Spanish. Amen? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Spirit, number two, the Holy Spirit is my friend. The Holy Spirit is kind and gentle. The Holy Spirit will never speak condemning words to you. If there's con- condemnation coming to you, it's not coming from God. It's coming from the devil. That's through people or through a voice or through your thoughts. If it's a condemning thought, it's not from God. The Bible says prophecy in 1 Corinthians 14, 3, it says, But he who prophesies, what that means is he that speaks on behalf of God. God moves on a person to speak oracles of God. And it says, But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort. It doesn't say he speaks condemnation. Are you hearing? It doesn't say the, 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 the Spirit downs people. No, the, the, the Holy Spirit always edifies. What does edify, edify mean? Builds up. 
The Holy Spirit will always build you up, exhort. He will instruct you in righteousness and he will comfort you. He will never tell you that, you are, that, that you're bad or he never will bring up your past. He'll never tell you you're a low life. Glory God. No, he will always remind you that you are a child of the Most High God. That's what the Holy Spirit reminds you of. He reminds you of who you are in Christ. Because I'm telling you, some of us are, are having identity crisis. And, we, and I'm telling you, you won't have an identity crisis if you get the, the Word of God and the Spirit of God working in your lives. Amen. Number three, the Holy Spirit is my God. He's not, he's, he's not just a force or a power. The Holy Spirit is the, the third person of the Trinity. He's God. In John 14, 16, it says, I will pray that the Father, He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever. This, this is Jesus praying uh, to the Father, talking about the helper, the Holy Spirit. Talking, these are three persons in this scripture. Uh, the next scripture is John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, Jesus speaking again, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that I've said to you. In Luke 3, 22, And the Holy Spirit descending in a bodily form like a dove upon Him, a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So we see here in these scriptures, it's the Holy Spirit, it's Jesus, and it's the Father, glory to God. And we know this, that the Holy Spirit is God. When, when, when Peter, uh, when, in, in Acts 5.3, it says, And Peter said to Ananias, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Keep back part of the price of the land for yourself. So, so Ananias was a, was a person that, that lied uh, in church. And the Bible, and the Bible said, Peter said, you have not lied to, God, to, to men, but to God. The Holy Spirit is God. Glory to God. What am I saying? I'm saying that we need to make sure that we're walking softly with the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. That we're sensitive. The you know, Holy Spirit is sensitive to us, and we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And we don't need to be criticizing when the, when the Holy Spirit moves and we don't understand sometimes the movements of God. And we don't need to be judgmental, but we just need to be, be neutral. Yes, and, say, and, and God can move in a variety of ways. He can heal people. He can deliver people. Somebody might get up and run around this room and they might just get free. Somebody might shout glory in the house, and I'm not going to down them for that. That's the Holy Spirit maybe moving on their hearts. Maybe they, they've been through some stuff. Somebody might laugh in the Spirit. Somebody might dance glory to God. And if they're moving in the Holy Spirit, I'm not going to shun them or stop them glory to God. Amen. So I don't want to criticize the movement of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we need we need we need to celebrate when God moves. We need to celebrate when he starts moving on our lives. I remember I was in a meeting. I'm closing right now. I was in a meeting and the Holy Spirit was moving and I danced in the spirit. And uh, I, I just danced. I was so overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit. I danced. And a person behind me uh, uh, had a back problem, was dealing with a back issue. And they said, when I danced, the pain left them. Wow. Can somebody say, wow? wow. That's, that's mom inverted. Glory. <laughs> wow, mom. <laughs> wow, glory to God. 
flipped. Amen. Amen. I'm going to say this. God wants to wow you. God wants to do some wows in your life. He wants to do something awesome in your life. And when you start honoring Him, when you start honoring God as your your helper, glory to God, as you start honoring God as your friend, glory to God, as you start honoring the Holy Spirit as your God, glory to God, then then you're going to see God move in your life and your life will become so full of God that your days will become like heaven on earth. Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you for your mercies and your goodness and your love. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're with us, that you're here to help us, that you're here to help us be all that God called us to be. Father, I know that the Holy Spirit's moving even now on people's hearts as they're listening and watching me. And perhaps you know that there's areas in your life that you just need to cut out. You just need to let go of. And you need to let God. And so maybe that's you. Maybe you're walking in this life. Maybe you have Jesus in your heart. But you need to let some things go. Today is the day to do that. You can ask God. Maybe you never asked Jesus into your heart. And it's time to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Well, you can do that today. So in this prayer, I'm going to lead you uh, to pray that Jesus comes into your life. And, and number two, that, that, that God will help you get rid of anything that's not pleasing to him. Let's pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, I ask you, Jesus, to come into my life. I believe you were raised from the dead I, for my sins. I receive you as my Savior And my Lord. And Heavenly Father, if there's any areas in my life that I need to get rid of, help me to get rid of them. And help me to be the person that you called me to be. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.